Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
Good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. I'm your host this evening, Stevie R. Butler. And this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B Media Production at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give us a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. Or if you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts or my special guests on this broadcast, you can send your emails to my new email address, Steve. 1009 at yahoo.com or you can call Stevie B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ and if you need any assistance in locating the congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now folks, get out your Bibles and study along with us here on What a Word from the Lord radio show you're listening to what a word from the lord radio show before we go into our program for this evening i would ask that you would bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank god for this opportunity our most kind gracious loving heavenly father the father our lord and savior jesus christ father we thank you for this day we thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we're prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. For we pray that you will be with my special guest speaker, Michael Lawler, and my co-host, Lou Gilbert, as they break into our listeners, the bread of life. Also, we ask your blessings upon our special guest in the community corner, Lord Harris, as he serves our community with his various talents and gifts to uplift our neighbors. We pray that you will bless them and their families that continue to support their efforts to sow the seed of the kingdom. Father, we pray that you will bless our listeners who are tuning in via blog talk radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well, that they may consider their eternal stance before you and that their hearts may be pricked. And it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you so much for sending the only begotten son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We're just so grateful for his precious sacrifice on Calvary's cross. For without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask you to forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short of thy will. Father, I pray that you will continue to bless us and keep us and love us all the days of our lives. And that we have been faithful until death. Father, we pray that you will save us. For it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. In the first segment of the broadcast, my special guest speaker is Michael Lawler. Now, Michael's been on the broadcast before. He serves with the Whitney Avenue Church of Christ there in Hamden, Connecticut. He'll be making this proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in the Community Corner segment, my special guest is Lord Harris. He's the president of the School of Religious Studies in Little Rock, Arkansas. Looking forward to talking to him in the Community Corner. And to close out the show, my co-host, Lou Gilbert, he serves with the Oldbrook Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And he'll be making his proclamation of the gospel of Christ to close out the show. So open up your Bibles now and open your minds and let's have a great show. After the break, the next one should be that of my special guest speaker, Michael Lawler. Enjoy the show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. It ain't easy. No. Sometimes it gets hard down here, Lord. Sometimes it gets rough. So rough, so rough. Sometimes it gets tough for me. Has anybody been lonely all by yourself? Has anybody been sad, broken hearted and sad? Have you even been You need to wait 
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my special guest speaker, Michael Lawler. Brother Ben, you here. Um, I'd like to welcome everybody to What a Word from the Lord. I hope uh, something that will be said this evening will be pleasant and profitable. And if it's not pleasant, hopefully it will be profitable. I bring you greetings from the Whitney Avenue Church of Christ, which is located on Whitney Avenue in Hamden, Connecticut, uh, where Brother Wilton Caraway Jr. serves as the minister. Uh, ever since I spoke with Brother Butler and we talked about me being on the show, I've gone so many different ways. But there's one question that has been popping up in some Bible studies I've had recently, and that is, is there a consequence to not obeying God? So what I did tonight, I was looking at a Shakespeare um, festival on television, and Hamlet said, to be or not to be. So I added, to be or not to be obedient to the word of God, to be or not to be obedient to the word of God. And I've got three examples here that we're going to look at of people who are disobedient to God. We'll start with Adam and Eve. You know, Adam and Eve, they were created by God in the beginning. Um, Their main purpose was to serve and worship. They had paradise, but God gave them free will. Up until a certain point, the free will worked because they only knew God and his righteousness. But one day, the devil in the uh, Satan, in the form of a snake, came to the woman and, and just told the woman a big lie, one of the first lies recorded, about the fruit. She told Eve that, I know God told you that you would die, but you won't die. You would be made as smart as God. And Eve, which uh, a lot of women today have that characteristic of curiosity. A lot of men does do also. But Eve was curious. She looked at the fruit, and it looked good. She pulled and bit it and tasted it. And it was good. So she told her husband, come on, Adam, take a bite of the apple or the fruit. I'm sorry. We do not know what kind of fruit it was, but um, we've always called it an apple. So I apologize for that because apple is not in the Bible. That is not biblical. But take the fruit and taste it. It is good. Adam did. Adam was first told not to eat of that tree before Eve was even created. So Adam already knew. But man in his weakness, even back then, followed his wife's example. Now, it was good and everything. And then all of a sudden, their eyes was open and they knew that they were naked. All this time, they never knew it was what they, you know, they were naked. So what they did, they sewed some fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And then they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. And the Lord God called to Adam and said, where are you? 
And he said, I hear your voice. I was afraid because I was naked. And God said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree? The tree that I commanded you that you should not eat? And, of course, like we men do today, we start making excuses. Well, 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 the woman gave it to me. Justifying disobedience. It didn't work then, and it really doesn't work now. And because of their sin, Eve was cursed with the pain of childbearing. Adam had to all of a sudden work. Everything was provided for them at first, but now they had to work for it. They had to till the earth. And most of all, it was paradise lost. So you see, disobedience to God, they lost paradise. So that is one consequence right there, paradise lost. Now they had to go and actually work the sweat of the brow, eat, bearing children um, in pain of labor. And it was all because they disobeyed God. Now today, you know, we know as Christians what is basically expected of us. However, we have a tendency to get in our own way. We cannot get out of our own way and let God. We have a tendency to want to not replace God, but we have a tendency to want to, well, God, I got this. And all we do is make the problems even worse than they were. So, see, we might not lose paradise, but actually toward the end of the lesson, you'll see, we do lose paradise. Now, the next example that I thought of was a little known story, but it's in the Bible, Nadab and Abihu. These were Aaron's sons. And you know, Moses and Aaron, they led people to uh, captivity. And um, when they came to worship, Moses and Aaron, they went into the temple, uh, into the tabernacle. And they came out and they blessed the people and, and you know, said, glory to the Lord. And then they came a fire from the Lord and consumed the altar and burnt offering in the fat. When the people saw this, they shouted and fell on their faces. Now, Nadab and Abihu, they had censers or something to put their incense in to offer the sacrifice. So they, they took their censers and they put, you know, the fire in and they put the incense in. But what they did, they disobeyed God and offered a strange fire. They offered a strange fire. Now, God, he is very specific specific on how he wants things done. If he says, walk 10 paces, turn right, he doesn't mean walk nine and a half paces and turn right. He means walk 10 paces and then turn. Well, they have an right by you. They took it on themselves to do something different. Their consequence, they were consumed by the fire. They were killed dead right there on the spot, you know, and, and they said, and people said, is this the God who's supposed to love us? Yes, it is. Our main purpose is to worship God, keep his commandments, and he will provide for us. But when we want to go our own separate ways and do things our way, people, there's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be a lot of bumps in the road. And, that, and then we're going to go down to one of my favorite stories, and that is King Saul. It's found over in 1 Samuel chapter 15. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, well, let's give you a little background. 
the Israelites, God's chosen people. They've been led out of captivity and out of bondage. And uh, they wanted to be, they saw all the kingdoms and everything around them, and they wanted to be like everybody else. So they prayed and complained and prayed and begged for a king. Well, there was, they were given a king, King Saul. Now, Saul, if you read the story, you find out Saul a lot of times had his own agenda, uh, his own way of doing things. And, you know, and Samuel, you know, said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people. Now, hearken unto the voice and hear the words of the Lord. Well, he was told to go down to where the Amalekites were and to kill them, utterly destroy them, wipe them off the face of the earth, and do not spare anything. Slay both man and woman, infants, sucklings, the ox, all, the ox, the camels, the sheep, all the cattle, destroy them. Well, Samuel got it together. He said, okay, we're going to go down. So he goes down, and he just, and they started. They started. He's killing, he's killing, he's killing. But Samuel had pity or mercy, I should say, on King Agag and brought him back alive. And they destroyed all the other people with the sword. And Saul and the people spared Agag, the best of the sheep, the best of the ox, the best of the fatlings, and the lambs, and all that was good, and would not utterly destroy them. Now, then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, You know, it, I repent that I have set up Samuel to be king, for he turned his back from following me and hath not performed my commandments. And, and Samuel obviously loved God. So Samuel, he grieved, he cried, he begged. And, and then Samuel went down to speak to Saul. You know, and he said, Blessed be thou the Lord. I performed the commandments of the Lord. And Samuel said, What meaneth the blading of the sheep in my ear and the lowing of the oxen that I hear? What's that sound that I hear? And that gave him away right there. Well, 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 I, I, I spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice. That was not what God commanded you to do. God commanded you to wipe them out. And, and, and you know, and, and Saul, Samuel, you know, he said, stay here. I'm, I'm going to try to intervene to God. I'm, I'm going to talk to the Lord and see if there can be something that I can do for it. Samuel stayed, uh, Samuel went, and he prayed and talked to God. And God told Samuel, remove him from king. Remove him from king, from being the king, and I want you to go down and, and get a, 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 find another king. You know, and he gave uh, Samuel specific instructions on to where to find the king. And, you know, and, and he told, and God told Samuel, you know, break off your relationship, basically, with Saul. Because he has rejected the word of the Lord, and I have, and the Lord has rejected him from being king. And Samuel, you know, he was sorry, and he turned away. He turned away. 
a lot of people today, you know, I have, I have a mantra that I use a lot. I tell people, if you cannot change the people in your life, change the people in your life. Because my mother used to tell me all the time that verse in, in, in the New Testament, evil communication corrupts good manners. She says, son, you cannot lay with dogs and not get pleased. And, of course, I had no clue what she was talking to until I got talking about until I got older. You know, we can't rip and run with the guys on the corner when they, you know, are drinking, gambling, smoking drugs and doing this, that, and the other without it influencing us. We're to keep ourselves pure and holy. We're sanctified. We are set apart from the world. You know, um, I believe it's in uh, the Romans where it says, be ye not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Samuel, you know, he no more came to see Saul until the day that he died. And Samuel mourned for Saul, and the Lord repented he had ever made Saul the king of Israel. So we see one consequence was paradise lost. Another consequence was um, death. The third example here, that consequence was a lost kingdom. He had it all taken away from him. And, you know, I, I tell people, God never promised us smooth sailing. But if we remain faithful to the end, he promised us a happy and safe landing. Now we want to look at the other side, the other side of the coin. To be or not to be obedient to God, to be obedient to God, okay? And over in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 5, there's Naaman. Naaman was the captain of the army of the king of Syria. and was a great man. You know, he was honorable, um, and the Lord had given him deliverance unto, you know, Syria, and he was a mighty man, but he was a leper. I'm going to show you how we can get good advice and great things can come from somewhere we don't even expect, somewhere that we have no clue, no inkling that it will come from. What, what, what happened was, there was a little handmaid who served, who waited on Naaman's wife. And, and she told Naaman, you know, wife, would God, my Lord, you know, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, he would recover him from his leprosy. Now, here he is, a great man, and basically listening to a slave. You know, we, we, we don't do that very often. We, you know... A lot of times today, we're too high and mighty. To look, we're too high up on the ladder to look at somebody down under. We're too good to follow someone else's advice. We know it all. However, when the king of Syria heard about this, he said, okay, because he loved Naaman this much. He said, I'll send a letter to the king of Israel, and he's going to take with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 pieces of gold, 10 changes of raiment or clothes, and it's a letter. So off we go to see the prophet. So Naaman, you know, with all his horses and everything, stood at the door of the prophet Elijah. Now, this is what grabbed Naaman. Elijah did not even come out to meet him. He sent a messenger out. 
And Naaman, he was, he was upset. He was mad. He was angry. He said, I thought he would surely come out and meet me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, of the Lord his God, strike his hand over it, that I might be healed from my leprosy. But he didn't. So what he did when, and Naaman, he took off. But, you know, the servants, the servants said, you know, Go back and hear what the prophet had to say. He might not come, but he's bringing, there's a message being brought to you. So he said, okay, okay. He went back, and he was told to dip seven times in the River Jordan. Now, here is Naaman again. He had a problem with that because the River Jordan was one of the muddiest rivers in that region. The River Jordan was blessed. Just nobody wanted to do anything in the River Jordan because it was Dirty, but he was told to dip seven times in that river. Now, I showed you the three consequences of not obeying God. Here's the consequence of obeying God. Naaman went down and he dipped once. He dipped twice, three times. Still had leprosy. Dipped four times, five times, six times. Still had leprosy. He went down that seventh time and came up and his flesh was clean. He obeyed God and he was healed of his leprosy. He obeyed God and was instantly healed. Now, we're going to take a look at another one. And this is uh, a good one also. Over in uh, the book of Acts, chapter 8, we read about the Ethiopian eunuch. Now, the Ethiopian eunuch, he was um, basically a eunuch who was servant to Queen Candace, the queen of Ethiopia. He was over all the treasure. So he was a powerful man in the eyesight of his fellow eunuchs. You know, he was a good, honorable man. He was going, and there was Philip. And an angel came to Philip and said, go and meet this chariot and talk to the man. Philip, you know, okay. Philip went, and he talked to the Ethiopian eunuch. He was reading Isaiah 53. Who has believed this was all important? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Then he got down to the part where... Um, he was like a lamb before his shearers is dumb. You know, he was, you know, it, it foretold, it was Christ, foretelling Christ and his suffering and his death. The Ethiopian. And, and I, for anybody else who does not share a religious conviction who is listening to us, please do not take offense to this. This is scriptural. You need to be. So they were going along, and all of a sudden, the eunuch looked up and he said, oh, there's water. What, to stop, what stops me from being baptized now? I am ready to obey the gospel. Philip, under, uh, Philip understood at that point that salvation came after baptism. Not you're saved, and then you get baptized as an outward show of faith. No. Baptism is essential for salvation. In fact, um, I, I, I like to use this a lot over in, first, over in Timothy. Uh, Paul said, I'll be all things that I might endure and reaction uh, which is in Christ Jesus. Well, how do you get into Christ Jesus? Okay, Romans 6 and verse 3. Know ye not that you were baptized into Christ? Okay, so to be in Christ, you have to be baptized. If you're baptized into Christ, that means before baptism, you're not in Christ. The eunuch understood that. And the eunuch showed a sense of urgency to be in 
Christ. And, and you know, and, and, and ladies and gentlemen, I, I like to think that we today, you know, have a special special love for Christ. I mean, I, I read the book of, of John, and, and when I read John, it, it just amazes me of some of the things that Christ has said in that. You know, um, he said, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. And he said, henceforth, I call you not servants, for you're not servants. I call you friends. For all things I have heard of my father, I have made known. You didn't choose me, but I have chosen you. Now, isn't that something Jesus Christ said? And he is God. He came down from glory to fulfill the law of the prophecy. And he told his disciples, you can choose me. I chose you. And, and to me, that means something that Christ chose us. And he says, these things I command that you love one another. And he said earlier in, in John chapter 15, he said, this is my commandment that he love one another as I have loved you. Because greater love has no man than a man to lay down his life for his friends. Now, isn't that deep? Isn't that powerful, people? Jesus Christ. And, and, you know, they didn't kill Jesus. Jesus gave his life for us. He's God. They could not have killed him. But he gave up his life to fulfill the prophecy that we might have everlasting life. And our, our, last, our last one I want to look at is over here in um, the book of Hebrews. And, you know, we, we talk about obedience. And, and, and the book of Hebrews, it says, and though he was a son, talks about Christ, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. So you see, brothers and sisters, we have opportunity. We have we have the path to eternal life. In our last verse, our last scripture I want to look at is Romans 6 and verse 21. What fruit have ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of these things is death. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, you have, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Now, this is the powerful verse right here. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Brother Butler, I want to thank you for allowing me to present this to our audience tonight. I look forward to coming back again and being with you. I'd like to thank everybody who was attentive. And if anybody has any questions, Brother Butler knows how to get in touch with me. And if you have any questions for me, please, I welcome it. Steve, thank you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. I know, Lord, I know the Lord. He'll take care. He'll take care. Take care of me. Oh, yeah. Yes, he will. I know the Lord. I know the Lord. 
to my last dime. Oh, yes. I call on you oh, and you step yes. in right on time. Oh, yes. I know the Lord. Trying every day to walk in the right way. My, my, my. It gets hard, hard on this road. It gets so rough. From the Lord Radio Show, the Community Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, this Community Corner is designed to simply tell our listeners just what products and services are being offered 
in our communities and how you can get in contact with these various vendors for their services. We've had uh, all kind of people that on this show. We've had people that are in financial services, legal services. We've had authors, college consultants, professional boxers who are community activists. We've had NFL players, cast producers for tele- casting producers for television shows. <clears throat> we've had comedians, health and wellness models. You name it, we've just about had it. We even had a uh, last year a candidate that's running for president of the United States in this upcoming presidential election. Uh, on this broadcast. That was a great show. So we just want to make the saints aware of just what some of the services that are available to them. Now, my special guest on the show this evening is the uh, Lloyd Harris. He's the president of the School of Religious Studies from Little Rock, Arkansas. Lloyd, how you doing? Welcome to the Community Corner. Thank you, sir. I'm doing very well, sir, and I appreciate being here. Now, I do have a few questions that I want to ask you, but could you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners? Well, I'm Lord Harris. I've been with the School of Religious Studies for 45 years, and um, wow. we have been involved with that, and I preach for the McAlmont Church of Christ in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, how did this uh, school get started? That's a great question. My mother had a little training class for, for us boys when we were very small. And I remember that, and that's where I got my start in preaching as I began Mm -hmm. at age nine. And then, of course, uh, after my mother passed and I ended up preaching, I crossed the Mississippi River and came to Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And that was a great interest in learning how to preach and teach the Word. Mm -hmm. And the young men that I had taught and converted out of the prisons wanted to become ministers. And so we established a program. At that time, it was an evangelism program, and it expanded within a year to a school of religious studies. Mm-hmm. And that happened in 1978. Wow. So how did you become the president? <laughs> I started the school. I founded the school. I was the director. But the board of directors came together in 1987 and appointed me as president of the school of religious studies, and I've held that role ever since. Now, how does the school get its support? The school gets its support through uh, lawyer contributors who believe in what we're doing. We have special fundraising events at various times during the year. Uh, Students do pay a tuition, and that goes toward the support of the school. We also have a bank draft drive that we're actually entering into as we enter into the, uh, the holiday season. Uh, which is one of the primary ways of supporting the school is getting as many people as we can to participate in the bank draft program. And so we kind of operate on the edge. I've never heard of this school. How come I've never heard of this school? I'm very sorry that I didn't get to you yet, but I appreciate the opportunity of sharing it with you now. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have, I've gone through throughout the country at lectureships and things and mentioned the school. I've, I've, uh, Students have come from around the country and uh, have gone into the world uh, carrying the gospel and establishing congregations. Uh, we okay. do not have a multimedia system uh, that mm-hmm. can get it out much faster. And, and, you know, I think Southwestern is the only school that I've heard about besides, uh, well, there's been some other schools. I, I'm not going to say Southwestern is the only one. But there's just not that many schools that you hear about that do, does the work of training preachers for the churches of Christ. 
So well, we definitely true. commend you. We definitely commend you for your efforts, for sure. We, we we appreciate that, and we have we have preachers across the country uh, working with congregations. Some of them have been become missionaries in various other nations. So we're very proud of that success. Now, is this a two-year program that you have? It, it is a two-year program. We offer the associate degree in several categories, and okay. our students can do that. They can also come back for an advanced program and then be be uh, prepared to go into graduate studies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how now how can the students apply uh, for this uh, training at the religious school, school of religious studies? Uh, there are several ways of applying. Uh, one way is to go to the school of religious studies dot org website, and there's a there's a, uh, a a form that you can complete. When that form is completed, within within moments, it will get to us, and we will assign it to the student placement director who will follow up and walk you through the registration process and help you determine the direction you want to go. Okay. And then, of course, uh, when we visit various places, we do something called the student symposium that takes mm-hmm. our okay. students to different areas and allow the churches and to hear them, and then we recruit other students after they see what our students are doing. Now, tell me, how can I help promote this school? Man, I'm glad you asked that. I was hoping for that question. <laughs> See, first of all, I want to express my gratitude to you for what you're doing because this is a tremendous opportunity to allow other people to hear about the school. And what you're doing is profound. And if you if you ever once in a while get our name there. Another mm-hmm. thing is, uh, if you know of students that you believe would benefit from being in a school that's that's strictly a school of training for religious purposes, mm-hmm. uh, then please at least give them a name, and okay. uh, we will take it there. We need your influence, and I believe in that that's a powerful weapon at, at all. So thank you for the opportunity, sir. And if there's ever anything you need from me, it's as quick as you ask. Amen. Hey, Brother Lloyd, I certainly appreciate you coming on the Community Corner, man, and sharing the information about the school with us. Certainly appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. My co-host, Lou Gilbert, is coming up next after our announcements. Stay tuned to What a Word from the Lord radio show. The Community Corner. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. How many can testify this morning that the Lord is worthy of all the praise, the glory, and the honor? Gave his life on Calvary for a sinner like you and me. So we ought to just give God the highest praise just to tell him thank you. Y'all want to help me this morning? Won't you help me sing? Hallelujah. Help me sing, yeah, yeah. No, he's worthy of praise, glory, and honor. I'm gonna give him the high praise for all of my days. Y'all don't mind, just let me tell you a few reasons why we should praise him. Come on. See, it's God that woke us all up the morning. Yeah, clothes on the back. Food on the table, food on the table. 
Father, we ought to give him the highest praise. That ain't all he done, all he done. Nails in his hands, nails in his feet for a sinner like you and me. That's why we ought to praise him in this land. Y'all, we still deserve it. Come on, we ought to give him all praise. And y'all, come on and help me sing this song right here. I said, let the spirit, let it rise. Come on, let the spirit, let it rise. The praises of the I King, I Well, I'm gonna, and you wanna, we've got Nobody 
nobody but you, Lord. You're the one, you're the only one. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. This is a program reminder. Stephen B's Media Production presents. We're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. The telephone number to the live show is 713-955-0508. And the website is www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Gospel Light Radio Show. On Tuesday evening, I'm hosting the live show, What a Word from the Lord radio show. And this show will air every second, third, and fourth Tuesday of the month. The second Tuesday of the month, the show will air from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we'll have a guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ who will be making their proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Also during that show, we have the Green Corner segment. And that segment is designed for small business owners and entrepreneurs who have products and services for our communities. Also have two co-hosts on this show, Lou Gilbert. He serves as the evangelist for the Oakwood Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And Isa Mullins, he serves with the Church of Christ in Cary, North Carolina. Then on the third Tuesday of the month, that show airs at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And my co-host, Dr. Enthirica Lane, she's a board-certified obstetricianist and gynecologist. She serves with the Gray Road Church of Christ there in Cincinnati, Ohio. And she'll be hosting her show, Conversations with Dr. Lane. And on the fourth Tuesday of the month, that show will air at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And my co-host, Kelly Fletcher, she serves with the Livingstone Church of Christ there in Indianapolis, Indiana. And she'll be hosting her show, The Kelly Fletcher Show. Then on Thursday evening, each week from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'll be hosting a live show, the Gospel Light Radio Show. And there are eight co-hosts on that show who will be making their proclamation of the gospel of Christ. Clay Phillips, Dr. Frank Washington Jr., Steve Cordell, Robert Lee Johnson, Glenn McMillian, Stanley Hubbard, and Yusuf Al Ford and Brian Christian Coleman. And they'll be giving lessons from the Word of God on this broadcast. And each week I have two of my co-hosts on the air with me. I'm also taking a question from my social media platform on Facebook called Shout It Out. I'll be posing to one of my co-hosts on that live show as well. Then on Friday night, I'll be hosting a live show, Stevie B. Acapella Gospel Music Blast. And this radio show is the 2022 recipient for the LaCama National Academy of Christian Acapella Music Artists Award for Outstanding Achievement in Record or Radio. This show will air from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. And on this radio show, I'm playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists, the Sweet Sounds of Voices. We're also interviewing artists, producers, writers, and we're also debuting new music and featuring old music on this broadcast as well. And every third Friday of the month, I have my top 20 countdown show. 
And we also have on-demand episodes wherever you're getting your uh, favorite podcast from. You can go to the various musical platforms. Go to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple, iTunes, YouTube, just to name a few. And I also have recorded version shows. These are shows where album debuts mostly. And I use the same playlist that I use on the live show here on Blog Talk Radio. And these shows can only be heard on iHeartRadio, Deezer, and also on Amazon Music. They're done in beta hi-fi, so the sound quality is excellent. We also want to thank all of our sponsors who are sponsoring these radio shows. If you if you want to, if you would like to become a sponsor, just contact my sponsorship manager, Michelle Barco, from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And her telephone number is 954-687-4705. The three E's of Stevie B Media Production, it is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate. We want to edify. We want to encourage you in a study of God's Word. And that will conclude our program announcements. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. My co-host Lou Gilbert coming up next after the break. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. With all the talk, what is your goal? With all the talk, what is your goal? With all the talk, what is your goal? Now that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know that, you know that heaven is my goal. No matter what they say, call me and I'll go. I'll tell you I'm not saying. Lord, I hear the streets are paved of pure and gold. Breath of God blows gently through my soul. Pearly gates shine, sparkles on a rainbow beam. Lord, I give my all to you. Please make my dreams come true. Heaven is my goal. Let the talk get they want to. I believe God knows. I'll never change my mind. Father said that heaven is a fairy tale. Silly to believe. That's what they told me, yeah. This world is all the heaven we are gonna get. But here's no perfect peace. That's why I'm leaving. When he comes in the crowd, I'm gonna be ready. When he comes in the crowd, I'll be ready.
to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my co-host, Lou Gilbert. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. God has been good to you. God has blessed your life. God has brought you from a mighty long way. And for that, we all should be grateful. I want to thank God once again for this wonderful day he has given to all of us uh, in that he's allowed us to continue on and live and breathe and move. And uh, for that, again, we're just grateful. I'm thankful for this great radio uh, program. Uh, What a word from the Lord and our illustrious host, Brother Stevie B. Stevie Butler, we're thanking him so much thankful to him for uh, allowing me this opportunity uh, every now and again to come on and bring a word from the Lord. I bring you greetings from the city of brotherly love, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, the Overbrook Park Church of Christ in the West Philadelphia area. We encourage you to come and to be with us uh, at your next convenience. I want to go uh, swiftly to the word tonight, and uh, we hope and pray that something that is said tonight will cause you to think about your soul's salvation, and uh, if you have not made your call, uh, we certainly would pray and hope that you would decide to make your calling an election sure, Uh, putting on our Lord and Savior in baptism, if that is what uh, you need, or just asking for prayer just uh, being strengthened uh, in the word tonight. I want to look at Ephesians chapter number two, Ephesians chapter number two, and uh, beginning at verse number one. We find these words, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world 
according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. See what God has done. See what God has done. Think of the state of humankind before God, before God's intervention, that is. Think of the state of humankind, of mankind. I'm reminded of the immensely popular television series on the AMC network entitled The Walking Dead. You might be a fan. You might be familiar with this particular uh, genre, this particular uh, movie and type of movie. The Walking Dead appeared in the United States on October 31st. 2010, exclusively shown on cable television channel AMC, and The Walking Dead uh, depicts a time during a worldwide zombie apocalypse, apocalypse, and the, uh, the zombies are called walkers, and they... Uh, they walk the streets through the day and through the night, uh, and they eat every living thing in sight. They're attracted to noise, uh, even the scent of humans. Uh, humans, they bite or scratch, become infected, and slowly turn into walkers or the walking dead as well. And it was revealed early in the series that all living humans carry this pathogen. Uh, and so if they die from any other cause, they will also turn into walkers. And it's interesting that during this series, of which there have been many spinoffs, the only way to permanently kill a walker is to damage its brain or otherwise destroy the body, such as cremating it. So this show, if you will, paints a vivid picture of what I see in the text and the severity of sin in the life of mankind. Uh, sin, like this pathogen, starts slowly spreads rapidly and destroys completely, like uh, the disease leprosy we find in the Bible. And those who are infected by it 
seek to infect others. Just like in the Walking Dead series, there is only one way to stop them. The only way to stop them is to get to the brain. Uh, in our words, uh, to get to the mind. What uh, sin wants to do is sin wants to affect your mind. I believe the Apostle Paul says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, as recorded in Philippians chapter 2. And then we are told that we should not be conformed to this world, but should be transformed by the renewing of our minds in Romans chapter 12. And so I want to just walk uh, through the text just for a moment so we can see what God has done and be thankful for what God has done. Uh, the text starts out in the King James Version. It says, and you have he quickened. In other words, he made you alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. Uh, a brief look at the text today leads to a few awesome discoveries that speak to the goodness of God, our relationship with Christ, and the favor we as Christians enjoy. Look where, at where we were. The Bible says that we were dead in trespasses and sins. This uh, speaks of our awful former way of life i think paul says in first corinthians chapter 6 verse 11 he says and such were some of you but ye are washed but ye are sanctified but ye are justified in the name of the lord jesus and by the spirit of our god aren't you glad tonight you've been washed you've been sanctified and justified for we were in our sins, and the last time I looked, the Bible still says in Romans 6.23 that the wages of sin is death. And even Jesus said, if you die in your sins, where I am, you cannot come. We were alienated from God. That's right. We had no life. We were like those zombies. We were freely walking, but dead spiritually. We had no hope. We were out of harmony with God. We were out of sync with God. And that, my friends, is a major problem in the world when we are out of sync, out of harmony with God. We lived in a different realm or sphere. We were not dead because we committed sin, but we were dead because we were in sin. Let me say that again. We were not dead because we committed sin, but we were dead because we were in sin. We were uh, a people apart from God. That's where we used to live. That's where we used to reside. Our trespasses, meaning the times we stepped across the line or stepped out of line and sin in general, walking and living outside of God, our trespasses and sin kept us away from God, even on our best day. That's right. On your best day before you came to Christ, you were in trespasses and sin. We missed the mark. We fell short and could not meet the standard of the holiness of God. 
We lived according to the course, the age, the way of this world. Uh, we did things the world did. Uh, the network, if you will, we used was evil and wicked, just like the sons of disobedience do today. Uh, to be son of describes the general character of a person. Uh, we followed the leadership of Satan and lived in the spirit of the times. Uh, the prince and ruler of this world was our God. Our allegiance was to the devil. We were naughty by nature. Look at verse number uh, three. Uh, the Bible lets us know that by nature we were the children of wrath. Uh, we were naughty by nature. That means that whatever we wanted to do, we did it. Uh, whomever we wanted to do it with, we did it. Whatever desire the mind could conceive, we accomplished it. No stone was left unturned when it came to our physical desires and needs. Uh, if God's word said no, we would still go. If God's word said stop, we would still press the gas and go further. It didn't matter to us. We fulfilled every desire and fought if anyone tried to stop us. We, my friends, were headed down a one-way street bound for destruction. We were in bad shape. We were dead. We were deluded. We were disobedient. We were defiled. We were doomed. We as a collective society, humankind, were the walking dead. We looked as though we were living and sometimes sounded as though we were living, but we were walking dead because we were separated from God. Isn't that something? That's no way uh, to live. But many men, women, boys and girls are walking dead through our streets. They're walking dead through our society. And praise God, we hope not, but there are those who may be walking through our churches and they are dead. But that's where we used to be. But then as we read uh, the text in verse number four, we come upon this conjunction. We get some hope. There's a three-letter word there, but. Verse four says, but, but God. Now, what does this do? But draws our attention away from the wrath of God. You see, the verses above let us know that we were dead, we were deluded, we were disobedient, we were defiled, and we were doomed, but God. It draws our attention away from the wrath of God to the love and mercy of God. What is Paul doing? Paul is uh, pausing to interject some good news about what God has done. Uh, it's depressing to think about where we were. Oh, come on now. We had it bad, but we had lost our minds, but we were down for the count, but we were headed for hell, but, but what? God. Understand, first of all, that your salvation begins with God. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Understand again that your salvation begins with God. It is his initiative. 
God wants to be joined with his greatest creation. Uh, he made us and formed us in his image and for his glory. And all we did as humans, all we did was rebel against him. But God, because he was rich and mercy, in mercy toward us and his great love for us, he provided a way for us to return to him. Only God could provide that way, a path toward reconciliation. The power in choice was God's alone. And so Paul had to tell them, and he tells us just where we came from, where we all came from. The Bible says again, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He has to tell them and tell us what the uh, forensic evidence revealed. Uh, we were guilty. We were doomed. We were dead. We were deluded. We were guilty. Our hands were all over the crime scene of this world. The evidence pointed to our guilt, but God, what did God do? God made provision. God's love found a way to redeem them, redeem us, and recover us from our collision course with hell. He wanted them to understand just where they are now and how they got there, you see. He wanted them to understand where they are, where they sat now, and why. You see, you have to understand why you are sitting where you're sitting even on tonight. It's only but God, only because of God. Think of where you used to be, but you're here now, but God. Some have lived a life filled with drugs, but God. Some filled a life deep in fornication and adultery, but God. Some lived a life filled with scamming and thievery, but God. Many lived a life of prison and lying and cheating and being foul-mouthed and evil and wicked thoughts and alternative lifestyle, but look at where you are now, but God. You were dead in sin, but God. Isn't that something to be thankful for, uh, even as we go into this Thanksgiving uh, time in our lives? But God. You know, I can hear uh, the songwriter sing, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. I hear another a song a writer sing, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, and from the waters lifted me, now safe am I. And I think I still hear another song leader sing, I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. But God, think of where you used to be. But God, think of where you used to go. But God, think of the things you used to partake, partake in. But God, I don't know about you. I'm thankful for what God has done in my life. I'd be in the gutter, but God. I'd be in jail, but God. I'd be resting in an early grave, 
but God. But as we look to the text here briefly again, I think I see one or two uh, more things here. I see the Bible talks about grace and mercy. In verses 4 and 4 through 6, we see that God was rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even again, when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace are ye saved and have raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But look at this uh, grace and mercy, you see. Uh, what does God's grace and mercy do? Well, it raises us up and it sits us together with him in the heavenly places. You see, we are no longer dead. We are no longer deluded. We are no longer disobedient. We are no longer defiled. We are no longer doomed. We have been lifted up. We have been raised up. A new level of consciousness, a new awakening to the things of God we couldn't see before. We are now alive to God, and we have the power and the energy to function in this life. We have the newness of life, Romans 6 and verse number 4. And so Paul is saying that by virtue of our relationship with God, through Jesus Christ, we sit in a favored position with Christ in the heavenly places. It's as if we are sitting with him right now as we speak. That's the blessing in Christ. The sooner we realize this blessing, the sooner we'll begin to act like we know who we are down here on earth. My friends, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, boys and girls, we are blessed right now. We don't have to wait uh, until we die to be blessed. We are saved now. We are in a saved state right now. Yes, I know when we get up over yonder, over on the other shore, in the sweet by and by, and as we get our mansion robe and crown, and when the saved get to heaven, yes, all of that is fine, uh, but what a time that will be for the child of God, for that time begins now. We are a part of that divine nature, and as we seek those things above rather than things on this earth. What am I saying before I go? That we are seated with him. When you understand the significance of that seat, you want to hold on to it, you want to keep it, and you not want to let it go. I know uh, church folk have favorite seats uh, in the church. Uh, sometimes we arrive early to get that seat or are late and at the same time every week, and so everybody knows what seat you're going to get. But I digress. But we have our own seats. I tell my folk here, I know where you sit. I know who sits to my left. I know who sits to my right. I know who sits in the middle. I know who sits in the rear. And we know sometimes when you're running real late, you tell somebody, I'm on my way. Just save my seat. Well, the seat with Jesus, nobody has to save you because you have that seat by virtue of your being in Christ. That's one of the blessings of being in Christ. You have this seat. Paul says we are seated with him in the heavenly places, and no one can take 
that seat. No one can steal that seat. No one can beat you to that seat. No one can sit in your seat because when you obey the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, he quickened you. He made you alive. He raised you up and he sat you down with him in the heavenly places. When you obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, that qualifies you to get a seat. And don't let anyone keep you from your seat in the heavenly places because this seat it represents a position we don't deserve. It represents a spot we didn't earn. It represents a place we shouldn't be. It represents a home we did not build. It represents a relationship we're not worthy of. And because of our relationship with Christ, because of this thing called grace and mercy. Oh, can I tell you about how good God has been to me in my life. I'm grateful that God brought me to life. He saved me. He gave me this seat with him in the heavenly places. I don't know about you, but I owe my life. I owe him my service because one day I was lost and God sent grace. Uh, he sent grace to find me, to search for me. And he looked in the halls of respectability and I wasn't there. Grace went down to the station of integrity and inquired about me and was told that they hadn't seen me. Grace stopped by the temple of piety and couldn't find me there. Grace even went on the streets of virtue, displayed a photograph of me, and nobody recognized my profile. Then Grace finally concluded that he was looking for me in the wrong place, in the wrong section of town. So he went across the tracks in the most dreary ghetto, the hangout of vandals and vagabonds, vagabonds and derelicts and thugs and perverts and prostitutes and hoodlums. And there he found me living in the street, bruised and beaten, robbed of my dignity and all alone, badgered from the ravages of malnutrition, there I appear to be helpless, hopeless, and hapless. But grace, God reached down and saved my life. So my friends understand that, yes, we are saved by grace when we obey the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. You were once a dead, but now you are alive. You were once in your sins, but now you are righteous. You are sanctified. You have been washed. And I don't know about you tonight. That makes me feel good because I can see what God has done. Jesus suffered on the cross for you and I. And while he was on that cross, he was heard to say, Father, forgive them. Well, they know not what they do. And I'm glad tonight that I serve a God I can trust. I'm glad tonight that I serve a God that loves me. I'm glad tonight that I serve a God that's been through everything uh, that I've been through. He was tempted of all things, yet without sin. I'm glad I know the man, and I hope and pray that you get to know the man, and you are glad, and you see and understand what God has done. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
My friends, as we come to a close to this message tonight, it's my prayer that you will make your calling and your election sure. It's my prayer that you will hear the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Hear how he lived, how he died, how he was buried, and how he rose again on the third day. Believe that with all of your heart. You believe everything else. Why don't you believe Jesus? Why don't you believe the word of God? Repent of your sins. Confess Christ. Be baptized in water for the remission of your sin. That's my prayer tonight that as we depart, we'll never depart from God's word. That's my message tonight. Listen, may God bless you. May he bless you again until the next time. Good night. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show.
to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. I want to thank you for spending a little time with us this evening in a study of God's Word. I want to thank my special guest speaker on the show tonight, Michael Lawler, and my co-host Lou Gilbert for their messages that they presented for uh, this show this evening. I really appreciate all the efforts that are given on these radio shows, ladies and gentlemen. I don't take any of this for granted, and it's just a blessing to have faithful men uh, coming to this broadcast each week to proclaim the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. I also want to thank my uh, special guest in the community corner, Lord Harris. That's a great work that he's doing at the uh, Religious uh, School of Studies there in Little Rock, Arkansas. So certainly appreciate uh, him for doing that as well. And it is my prayer, ladies and gentlemen, that the lessons that were given on this broadcast have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened because you're not only tuning in this radio broadcast, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's word. So until we meet again, I pray God's continual blessings upon your lives and that he bless you real, real good. You've been listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. On behalf of my co-hosts, Isa Mullins, uh, Dr. Antherica Lane, Lou Gibber, and Kelly Fletcher, we really do appreciate your love and support for these programs. I'm your host, Steve R. Butler. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show.